Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4, and uh, I'm going to continue where I left off last Wednesday. You know, we've been trying to uh, get through the book of Ephesians for some time now. And uh, so uh, I want to jump back to Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going to start with verse 20. And uh, I'm going to be also, again, in the New Living Translation. I want to read it there. And uh, I'm a, verse 20 says this, But that isn't what you learned about Christ, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And I'm telling you what, we need to throw some things off, but we need to put some things on. Amen. And then it says in verse 25, this is what I talked about last week, and I'm not going to go to this. I'm going to go to the next. It says, so stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we're all parts of the same body. Listen to me, lying is not befitting for Christians. Amen. He says, tell, tell the truth. Listen to me, lies are very uh, detrimental, basically, to us. If, but So we tell the truth. Now, verse 26, I want to kind of focus on this a little bit tonight. And It says, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. It says, stop, uh, uh, what did it say? Let me, where did I leave off? I kind of got lost my spot. Stop, it says, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Listen, the Bible says in the New King James, says, be angry and sin not. So it's not wrong to be angry. In fact, some people need to get angry to do anything. And But the way you deal in anger is what causes the problem. That's why he says, don't let anger control you. See, there's a lot of people controlled by anger. God don't want you controlled by anger. He wants you to control anger. Amen. How many knows you can control anger? Huh? We have to learn to control anger. We can. There's not a person in here that cannot get angry. And if you can't get angry, I want to shake your hand. Huh? We can all get angry, but what we do in that anger is what's going to make the difference in the outcome. Amen? So it says, be angry, but sin and sin not. And then he says, uh, don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Has anybody ever lost sleep over being mad? Somebody said no. Well, you know, as, as much as I like to sleep, I can get angry and have a hard time sometimes going to sleep. Huh? But I'm telling you something. There, listen, the devil wants to rob you any way he can. And anger is a, you know, we're, we're living in an angry world. I don't know if you know that yet or if you pay attention to it. There's a lot of angry people out there. There's mad people. Just might as well just go ahead and put it bluntly. They're mad. People are mad about the, the, uh, the, the politics of this country. They're mad about everything. It don't matter what it is. They're just get mad, mad. There's road rage. See how quiet it gets when we talk about road rage? Huh? I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it, preachers have, have, have a problem with that too. I just want you to know, not this one, but some, preach, but some preachers. But some preachers get a little aggravated about it, at, at it, and such as that. You ride with me, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Huh? Better than you used to be. Hey, the improvement's good. By the time you get 120, you'll have it down. 
And so he said, be angry and sin not, or don't let anger control you. Look at Genesis, if you will. Go to Genesis chapter 4. Everybody knows this story, but I'm just going to go with how the Lord led me to do this. And I'm going to also do, read this in, a, in the New Living Translation in verse 1. It says, Now Adam had sexual relationships with his wife Eve. Now, I'm going to talk about sex at this point in time. I'm just kidding. Don't get so quiet. With Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, With the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother named Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. Listen to what it says. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. This made Cain very angry, and he looked Dejected. No, let me ask you. If, if God accepted Abel's gift and he did not accept Cain's gift and the Bible says Cain became very angry, who was he angry at? Wasn't Abel. Abel didn't say anything about his gift, obviously. He was mad at God. That made him mad at God. You know, listen to me. Some things, sometimes I've seen people that get mad at God when there's no reason to get mad at God. Huh? And I found, you know, to my knowledge, I have never been throughout my Christian life been mad or angry at God. I've been mad at myself a lot of times, but not mad at God. But it says he looked dejected. He got very angry. And notice what he said. Here's what, now here's, here's the deal. God's speaking to Cain. It's obvious that Cain obviously had some kind of a relationship with God. I know we look at it like this. They got kicked out of the garden of Eden. They didn't, wasn't able to have a fellowship with God like Adam and Eve did in the cool of the day when he walked with them. But obviously they learned about God. Adam and Eve taught them about God and their relationship they had with God. So obviously God still wanted to have a relationship with people because he was talking. It's obviously tells us that he talked to Cain. And he said this, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. He says sin is, 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 is crouching at the door, waiting to pounce, basically. And he said, listen, you need to rule over it. You said, well, I just can't control my, my, my anger, my temper. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You said, I can't do it. Well, here's the problem. You keep saying you can't do it. You need to learn to control your temper. Here he tells Cain, you can rule it. Let me give you a few translations of that, of what it says in the different translations. In Genesis, uh, uh, in this, I'm not going to read the whole deal. It says, know this, the contemporary English version says, no sin is waiting to attack you like a lion. Sin wants to destroy you. And it goes on to say, but don't let it. But don't let it. Listen, what was he talking about? His anger. He says, sin wants to kill you. Anger wants to destroy you. Don't let it. 
Boy, we're getting quiet. We think, well, we, we're believing God to stop this. No, 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 he said you can stop it. And another translation, Amplified says, sin crouches at your door, at the door of your I put of your heart, because that's what is crouching, that's his heart. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. But you must master. So what he's saying is you have to master anger. You have to master that, that, that temptation to explode. The New Living Bible says it can be brought, it can be bright with joy if you will do what you should. But if you, listen, let me read that again. It can be bright with joy if you will do what you should. But if you refuse to obey, watch out. Sin is waiting to attack you, longing to destroy you, but you can conquer it. But you can conquer. Listen, you can have a joyful day. You can have a bright future. Amen? And uh, the voice translation says you must master it before it masters you. You must master it before it masters you. So this is a pretty unique passage of Scripture because he's letting Cain know you don't have to do what you're being tempted to do. You don't have to do what you're being tempted to do. Listen, God already knew his heart, knew what he's going to do. He says, you can control it. Stop it. Get a hold of it. Now, why didn't God just say, well, I'm going to take care of this for you. Don't worry about it, Cain. That ain't what he's talked about at all. He says, you take control of it. Listen, anger causes people to do crazy things. Did you know that? Anybody notice? When you're mad, you'll do things you wouldn't normally do. You'll say things you wouldn't normally say. But he says you can control that. That's why I believe he says be slow to, uh, slow to speak, quick to hear. Because I'm telling you, we have to watch. And listen, they say one of the worst, one of the most dangerous things, and you're, this is not going this will help you a little bit, is, is, I, I, you know, you can Google anything. And I, I Googled the effects of anger on a body, just like I Googled, Googled the effect of, of joy and stuff on your body, which joy releases uh, uh, endorphins and stuff in your body that brings healing and health to you. Well, anger is the opposite of that. But they say the worst, the worst anger is, is uh, held in anger. It's held in anger that you hold it in, that you don't let it out. And you think, well, how do you let it out? You have to let it out. <laughs> this don't even sound right. Graciously. See, he said, be angry and sin not. God got angry. Jesus got angry. But the thing about it is, anger, if, if it's not under your control. I said, anger has to be under your control. You are the controller of anger because we know we're all going to get angry from time to time. I, I wrote this down. Anger, uh, seven ways anger is ruining your health. Number one, an angry outburst puts your heart at great risk. And they say the greatest, listen to this, I'm not prophesying this, don't get me wrong, I'm not prophesying this to anybody in, in here. I'm just kind of letting you know, if there's if joy has such a great effect on your life, anger has the opposite effect on your life. And so it's, they said within the... After two hours after a great outburst of anger is the most apt for people to have a heart attack. Two hours after their outburst of anger. I guess this is medical science. I'm sure it is. And so I'm not prophesying that, understand. And the two, anger ups your stroke risk. Number three, it weakens your immune system. Number four, anger problems can make your anxiety worse. You got, I'll give you my notes afterwards. 
Well, I'm looking to see if anybody's writing. Anybody writing? What part have you not got yet? Anger ups your stroke risk. We're not prophesying, understand. Anger weakens your immune system. Anger problems can make your anxiety worse, which we don't have anxiety, do we? So it can't get worse if we ain't got it. Anger is also linked to depression. Hostility can hurt your lungs. Isn't that amazing? I guess you're hollering too loud. Anger can shorten your life. Anger can shorten your life. But the worst anger that says talks about all these is anger that's kept in, that's not released. Listen, if Paul said this and he was writing it to Christians, be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Give no place or foothold to the devil. Because that's what anger does, gives a foothold to the devil. Listen, one thing we don't want to give is the devil no place in anything we do. So we have to be very careful at what we do with anger when we get angry. Listen to me, some, I found this out. If you get angry and upset, you're just going to pray in the Holy Ghost. You say, well, Pastor, what if we don't pray in the Holy Ghost? I got good news for you. We can get you going that way now. We can head you in that direction right off the bat. Listen, praying will help you with anger issues. Am I right? Come on now, listen to me. I can get angry, but I'll, I'll just start. I'll just go all pray in tongues somewhere. I'll just go pray in tongues somewhere or praying, God, you help me with this, deal with this. Listen to me. I get angry and I, I work it out, but I usually work it out with me and God first. Is anybody in the house? I work it out in prayer. I work it out in something because listen to me. If we're not careful, we'll do something we're going to regret later. We will regret later. God don't want you regretting things in your life. He wants you to get, you can get angry and there's a way to deal with certain things when you're angry. But I'm telling you something, love's going to have to have the top priority in anything we do. I said in anything we do. Amen. If you'll read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 over and over and over and over again, it will help you in that area. So we know this, that we are not to be angry. We're not to sin when we're angry. So it has to do with what we do in our anger. Uh, let's see, I had some scriptures I want some other scriptures I want to read. Verse Psalms. Let's go to Psalms, first of all. Oh, let's, what time is it? Let's go to Galatians 5 real quick. Galatians, hold on, no, stay where we're at. (laughs) I need to finish reading. He said, you must subdue it, what? Your anger and master it. One day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. After the Lord asked Cain, where's your brother? Where's Abel? He said, I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Listen to me. God told him what to do. Guess what? He didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't take control over it. The thing about it is, he was mad at God and slew Abel. Is is that what the story basically tells us? 
So he slew Abel. God, knowing what was going on in his heart, said, you need to master this situation. And it's just not anger we can master in our lives. We can master all kinds of sin if we would just grab a, get a grip on it. Amen? And so I would have been wrong if I didn't tell you this. And, of course, let me tell you something. If you keep reading that story, and I'm not going to tonight, Cain, it was, the Bible says the ground was cursed. It wouldn't produce what it was supposed to produce. By the, uh, and all the things, all the curses came upon uh, Cain because he literally disobeyed God. Now, no, we're not declaring that over you. I'm just telling you that uh, Cain decided to go ahead and pursue what he felt in his anger to do, and he did it, and it cost him a whole lot more than he wanted to pay. Look at Galatians, if you will. Galatians. And I think we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna read this in the Amplified, and I know I'm I'm running out of time here, but be angry and sin not. Is everybody? We got that down, don't we? Be angry and sin not. So anger is not wrong; it just needs to be directed in the right way. Verse 16 says this: Paul writing to the Galatian church, just like he was writing to the church at Ephesus, at chapter five. Verse 16 in the Amplified. It says, But I say, walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit. Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh, of human nature without God. For the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh, godless human nature. For these are antagonistic to each other, continually withstanding in a conflict with each other so that you are not free but are prevented from doing what you desire to do. But if you are guided, listen to this, by, guided and led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law, listen, the law of the flesh. The law of the flesh, you're not subject or, or under the control of the flesh if you're led by the Holy Spirit. I'm telling the Holy Spirit wants to take a, a control of your life if you'll let Him. Now the doings, the practices of the flesh are clear, obvious. They are immorally, they are, now the doings, practices of the flesh are clear, obvious. They are immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, ill temper, selfishness, divisions, dissensions, party spirit, faction, sex with peculiar opinions and heresies, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within accomplishes, is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness and humility, self-control, self-restraint, continuance. Against such there is no law that can bring a charge. That sounds pretty good. He talked about the works of the flesh, and then he talks about what the Holy Ghost would do if he had control in our lives. And the Bible says the works that he wants to do far outweighs the works of the flesh. Amen? In fact, if you look at it, it talks about those who practice those things. Those who practice those things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And what part of it was anger and, and, and jealousy. Listen, a lot of, a lot of times people get mad because of jealousy. They get jealous over something. Next thing you know, they get mad at the person just because they're jealous of maybe what God's done for them. You know, it's amazing how that happens even among Christians. 
In fact, he's talking to Christians. He's telling Christians, watch out or you'll wind up getting all in the flesh. And next thing you know, you'll start robbing yourself of the blessings of God in your life. And he said, the Holy Spirit, what he wants to do in your life. And let me say this. He wants to help you. He wants to help you live a good, blessed life. We've got to let him. Did you know, let, let me just say this, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just like y'all. I have the Holy Ghost in me, just like you have the Holy Ghost in you. And he's all the while dealing with me. He's all the way moving on the inside of me. He'll speak to me. He'll encourage me. He'll he'll try to lead me. He'll God try to direct me. Well, because that's why the Bible says, "For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God." But listen, we have to we have to allow the Holy Ghost to lead us, and then we have to follow His leading. And so He said He wants to work on the inside of you. So a lot of times, listen, when 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 I here here's the deal: Have you ever started to do something and know it was wrong, and the Holy Ghost checks you and say, "Don't do it." Don't do it. Well, the thing about it is there's a reason he's saying don't do it because he knows the consequences of what you're about to do. That's why God told Cain, don't, don't do what you're wanting to do. Don't let anger control you because I know the consequences is going to take place if you go through with it. He went through with it and he suffered the consequences. Huh? So the Holy Ghost wants to move in our lives and bring peace and joy and kindness. And one of the things was self-control faithfulness in our lives. And so when Paul was writing these letters, he was writing to Christians to better their lives and to help them to have a better life and a more prosperous life and a more productive life and a more joyful life and a more peaceful life. Amen? Come on now. Are you saved? Of course you are. We got something working on the inside of us. Amen? Now this, this is what, let me read a few scriptures. I'm out of time anyway. In Psalms 22, 24, and 25, it says this, Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your souls. Make no friendship with an angry man, or you'll learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. You know anybody that's angry? Listen, you, you can help angry people. Let me just put it that way. You can help angry people by ministering to them, Helping them, encouraging them. In fact, I believe they're to be, we are to be rubbing off on them instead of them rubbing off on us. Amen. Proverbs 29, 22 says, an angry man stirs up strife and a furious man abounds in transgression. An angry man stirs up strife and a furious man abounds in transgression. God's, I wrote this down. God's a giver. The devil is a thief and we have the nature of God on the inside of us. So we got to decide, you know, what are we going to do? We're going to let God run our lives. Are we going to let God control our lives or are we going to let our flesh control our lives? Because it's strictly up to us. God, you're going to do what you want. Listen, get rid of the idea of God, you're going to do what you want to do in my life. I wish that was true. I wish it was true that God's going to do or he'll do what he wants to do with my life. Listen, that's not true. He wants to do certain things in our lives, but we have to give him permission and we have to agree with him and we have to connect with him. Amen. Praise God. The whole purpose of uh, him telling us these scriptures is to listen, the works of the flesh don't have to control you. The gifts of the Holy Ghost or the fruit of the Holy Ghost can control you. Amen. He said that's the work the Holy Ghost wants to accomplish in your lives if we will let him. Verse 25 says this. Verse 24 says this. It says, And those who belong to Christ the Messiah have crucified the flesh, the godless human nature with its passions and appetites and desires. If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. 
If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward, walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Let us not become vainglorious, self-conceited, competitive and challenging and provoking and irritating one another, envying and being jealous of one another. In other words, love is going to be the key factor in our lives. And listen, anger is not a bad attribute. It's something we all have. Amen? And so we can control that anger. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Don't give the devil no place, no foothold in your life. And listen, listen, if I can stress anything, I stress, listen to who's on the inside of you. Listen to the Holy Spirit and be led by Him. And listen, I promise you, He'll never lead you wrong. If Cain would have listened to God, things would have been totally different in his life. But he did not listen to God. He listened to his own flesh. He was stirred by his own anger and he produced some things in his life that he really didn't want, but he did it on his own. He couldn't blame God because he's the one that did it and God tried to help him out of it. Amen? Same way with God with us. And uh, if we will just listen to the Holy Ghost and say, God, help me. I'm not going to give any place to the devil. Just say this with me. I'll give no place to the devil. And when he was talking about that, he's talking about anger, that there's a lot of things we give place to the devil with in our lives. But I'm telling you, at this particular point tonight, I was talking about anger because anger out of control is detrimental. Amen. You can watch the news, which some of you may not watch. I hear people telling all the time, well, I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news because I don't. it gets me all shook up and, and uh, mixed up and stuff like this. Well, listen, I do watch the news. And, uh, it don't, it don't freak me out and it makes me rejoice most of the time because I know Jesus is coming back and all these things are happening based upon what the word of says is going to happen in these days and hour. But all these things that happen, all these murders, all these killings, all these road rages, that's all because of anger out of control. It's all because of anger out of control. If they was to check in, check their, check that. And, uh, you know, anger can be released in a certain way. But it has to be released, I don't know why I said graciously, because anger obviously can be released graciously. And the worst anger is anger that's held in and kept back. And so release certain things. And I always, I, I, I always told Stacy and different ones, I said, listen, if you're going to deal with this, make sure you do it right. I said, make sure you don't regret what you said when you walk in and do it. Make sure you don't regret it. Whatever you do, make sure you're not going to regret it when you do it. Because I'm telling you, the best thing to do is pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray and ask God to lead you, guide you, and direct you. And then listen to His voice because I'm telling you, He'll tell you exactly what you need to do and how you need to do it. And I give other people that same advice, not just my kids. People will talk to me about certain things. I said, don't do anything you're going to regret later. You need to wait, sit back. Listen to Holy Ghost and say, okay, God, I want to listen to you because if Cain had to listen to God, he would not have been suffering what he suffered after he did what he did. And I'm telling you something, God does not want his children suffering and he don't want the devil to have a place in your life. So don't give the devil a foothold or a chance. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You said, well, pastor, uh, uh, I've, 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 the sun's already down. Man, I've thought about that sometimes. You know, uh, I've went to bed mad a few times. I'm sorry to admit that I'm I'm human, and uh, I've been to bed a few times mad and upset, and uh, wake up. You know what? Still mad. <laughs> Isn't that a bummer? You think you can sleep it off? You can't sleep it off. 
You said you need to go sleep a little bit and sleep this anger off. You ain't going to sleep it off, let me tell you right now. It's going to have to be dealt with in some way, form, or fashion. Amen. Praise God. I used to always think when me and my wife had little quarrels and such, which we don't do too often anymore, that I always thought if I would just keep shut up and don't be, keep my mouth shut and be quiet and give her the, she'll finally say, are you just going to not talk to me? I did. I did. I did. I was, I've always been a powder. I'm sorry. That's, that's wrong for me to admit, isn't it? So I was a powder. I remember when I was a little boy. So it's, it's followed me up through the years. And uh, I remember being at my grandmother's house one time, and, and uh, I had a pair of pants that I like to wear. And she had got up and washed some pants that morning. And you, they didn't have dryers. You have to hang them on the clothesline. And I was so mad. I was so aggravated. And I literally, listen, listen how hard-headed and stubborn I was. I was angry. I was mad. I stayed in bed till they dried. <laughs> so I could wear them pants. So I can. Anyway. So my wife has probably seen that pout inside of me, glory to God. But anyway... I'm, I'm learning. I'm growing. Amen. And I, I, I tr- really try to guard myself when it comes to that anger. Guard yourself. Just put a guard over you. Amen. Father, we love you. Father, we thank you that we do have the Holy Ghost. And he's a ever-present help in time of need. And God, in needs like uh, what we've been talking about, God, and, and being led by the Holy Ghost and being angry, God, we know you don't want us to live an angry life. God, you want us to live a joyful life, a peaceful life. And God, we, we ask that you continue to lead, guide, and direct us and help us. We want you to help us. God, we don't want to do anything that bring a reproach upon our lives and upon our God. So God, I just pray for every person in this house, every person in here. God, I know we can all get upset and angry at times. And God, I just pray that each and every one of us will listen to that inward witness that's on the inside of us and we'll ask for your guidance and your help on how to deal with circumstances and situations in our life that we'll give the devil no place in our lives. And God, we'll not let the sun go down upon our wrath. God, we just thank you that as we uh, uh, stand in your presence tonight and as we leave this house tonight, God, we're going to leave with your guidance and God, we're going to be led by your guidance. And God, whatever people face, whatever whatever faces them tomorrow, God, they're going to handle it with grace. And they're going to handle it graciously in Jesus' name. And the love of God is going to be the determining factor of how we deal with whatever situation we're dealing with right now in the name of Jesus. Father, that I don't know who I'm going to pray for, but God, they're dealing with a situation with somebody that's working with them on the job. And God, I pray that you just give them wisdom and give them clarity and understanding. God, that they'll handle this thing in the way that you would have them handle it. And God, when it's all said and done, you'll move in such a way that God, this whole thing will be resolved in Jesus' name. And God, they'll have peace and they will have joy in Jesus' name. Thank you for that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise you. I don't know who that was for or if it's for you or somebody. It's not even here. But anyway, God wants you to be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah.